And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Be Fearless podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. She's an amazing woman. You're going to love her. She's a former accountant. She, uh, you know, hits like any, everybody, you know, will hit at some point a burnout, right? And she took action into her life. And then she said, you know what? Just taking action to my life is not enough. And she went out there and started helping other women to, you know, just be confident about themselves and build their businesses and also to help them, you know, just feel good about themselves. Because as women, we obviously are constantly just like masking our feelings. So you know what? She said enough is enough and it's time to make some changes in how society view us as women. So today I want you to be a big welcome to my friend, Natasha Lau. Welcome, <laughs> Natasha. Wow, you made me feel so special. <laughs> you are special, come on. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I was like, wow, you should introduce me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm hired. Um, I'll say yeah, the contract. <laughs> Well, thank you Welcome so much. I'm so honored to be a part of your podcast. Um, I remember when you reached out to me and asked me when we met at the event, I was just, um, I was so honored and so blown away. I think you're an amazing human and I'm so grateful to be your friend now. Um, thank you. Thank you. I am so happy to have you here because I remember when I met you and I heard your story and I'm going to be honest with you all. She made me cry and I don't <laughs> cry that easily. Okay. So you know, she really, she really identified with her story and like, you know, she really touched my heart and I was like, you know what, this is a special woman and she needs to be here. Uh, cause I see, I, I'm pretty sure that she's going to make so big changes and influence so many people. And I, I, you need to know her, you need to know her. So Natasha, let's, let's get this started. Tell us yeah. who was Natasha Lau growing up and what was her dream? Oh man, that's I, I should have asked you for these questions ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the only scripted question. Everything else is just unscripted. So okay, no, this is cool. This is cool. I'm glad. Um, so I grew up in a I grew up in a really um, poor environment. So my family and I were really poor, and I grew up in an environment where women are the ones that are doing the cooking and cleaning um except my mom also worked more than 40 hours a week and it was still her responsibility to do everything and if she didn't do things correctly 
then, you know, negative comments were made about how she wasn't able to handle that. And I remember seeing my mom deal with a lot of anxiety and, you know, really a lot of self-doubt about herself being a mom and being a good employee. And I just seen her, you know, really never make time for herself. I feel that if you've grown up in a similar environment or you've seen somebody like, you know, where it's like the women's responsibility to be the one who gives, like we give to our kids, we give to our spouses, we give to our friends and to maybe our our kids' teachers, like anybody in our life, we, we feel like in order to be a good woman, we have to be giving to others. Um, but the problem, what I started to notice was I started to realize that we as women start to internalize that in order to be a good woman, then it's a, it, it's about what we're giving to others. But the problem with that is that we're basing our value on what other people think of us. You know, nobody ever says, oh my God, Natasha is such an amazing mom. She works out in the morning for herself. So when we tell people to take care of themselves, there's a disconnect because nobody ever says, hey, you're a good mom because you make time for yourself. Oh my God. I mean, and, and you grew up within that environment. And when you, when you reach like 18 years old, what happened? Like what decisions do you make then? Um, I made a lot of poor decisions. <laughs> we usually, you know, at that time, we usually make like really poor decisions. <laughs> like I can't count me in. I'm in that class. Yeah. <laughs> I made so many stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing um, was, um, I grew up in a very, also, it, it was a very chaotic environment. Um, me and my dad didn't get along very well. Let's just say, let's just put it that way. Um, and I was kicked out at 18 and I didn't know how to deal with my own feelings. So I would mask them and cope with any negative or any or the trauma that I dealt with as a child. I would cope with it um, with drugs and alcohol was mainly through my my 20s was how I kind of like dealt with life. <laughs> um, and, and, how, and then how you got into accounting? Like that was your dream? Like that you always wanted to be an accountant? No, actually what happened was, okay, so nobody in my family's ever went to college. And so because we grew up poor, I've seen my parents, I've seen my parents literally physically fight. Like it escalated into that because my mother bounce the check. I don't remember, remember when we used to balance. Yeah. The check. <laughs> I know this might be a little outdated for some people, but you know, when we have to balance a checkbook, like my mom would spend like live paycheck to paycheck and they would spend that money. And it was over a quarter. Like she miscalculated like the subtraction that she was doing. And I remember the fight escalating and I just always associated with being poor with anger and fighting. And I never wanted to be in that situation. I never want to be poor again. Like I never want to be that poor mm -hmm. where it's like you're, and I feel like a lot of marriages, that's where a lot of the tension comes from. When there's not a lot of money, there's a lot of tension. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to college because someone in school, high school told me, well, if you go to college, 
get a good job and you'll make more money. So I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, that, that was like the, 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 the standard, right? That we yeah, were told because that was, that was the programming that we all get, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter what level in society you are. It's always, oh, you have to go to college, go to college. so you can get a good career and earn some money. Like, like that was the only way to do things. Like the only way they didn't to give money. you other options. Exactly. So they're like, that was the what, only option. So, so that's accounting, what I did. That, that's that's um so that's that growing on that environment and having those feelings about poverty and not having enough and like fighting that was that's what trigger you or like kind of like make you feel okay I'm gonna go into accounting. Uh, honestly, accounting I just felt like it would give me a stable job. I felt like it would be easy if I had an accounting degree. It would be mm -hmm. easy to get a job. It would be easy to open up doors for me. Mm -hmm. Like. The thought of doing something that I actually was passionate about was like, I didn't think it was possible. Like, I just didn't think like you can make money doing things you loved. <laughs> I actually think it's really possible now, but mm -hmm. you know, I that was I thought like you have to just find a stable job, and I thought with accounting, I was like, you know, what, I'll just pick this because I know if I get this degree, I'll be able to get a job. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm sorry, but um, we have a visitor. I, oh. I, I'm just like trying to see if he's gonna like gonna do it are you gonna jump in or what and you're gonna come up I, i was wondering if my daughter was gonna visit us <laughs> no my, my no it's usually my dog lately like he's like he wants to be here like, oh that's usually where my daughter goes to behind my chair <laughs> here we go so we were saying you guys that you're watching us on video don't mind him i mean this is lately, <laughs> this is his jam is just like come in and sit while i'm in, when i'm live interviewing people obviously are you gonna sing or like are you smelling okay oh he's so cute i took a shower <laughs> that's why he like you <laughs> okay so all right So we were there and then you did accounting for how long? How many years? Not that long. Honestly, like I, if you look at my resume or like <laughs> my track record, I guess <laughs> I don't stay at jobs very long. I just, if I was, you know what, that's anyway, fine. Because there's a study now that you touched that on, on, on that, there's a study that said that at least that one person would change jobs at least five times in their lifetime oh i was probably five and five years <laughs> so you know at least five times you will change at least five times you know so if you do more than that that's fine i, I guess that's that's healthier because if you you're not you should not stay in a place where you don't feel comfortable working well, there's also a benefit i used to do so for a short period, I actually did staffing. So instead of the accounting work, I used to help organizations find accountants. And what I started to realize what companies were looking for was a little bit of more of a diverse background. Now, I don't know if this applies to all the industries. I'm just speaking from a business standpoint. Um, but people would rather have hired somebody who has three, five years here, three, five years here, three, five years here, three, five years here versus 20 years in one place. Mm -hmm. Because you've worked with different sizes of teams, different, um, you know, different companies, different industries, possibly, yeah. or you've worked with, you know, just different people, different backgrounds, different systems. And so it gives you that more diverse background. And then you, they feel that those people can add more value because they have experience from different areas. So there's actually a benefit to like 
the loyalty staying at a company for 20, 40 years, that is non-existent. That's from <laughs> the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you did all that. And then how network marketing came your way? Like, that uh, let's see. Okay. So I was actually working about 70 hours a week and I just had my son and I was sleeping about five hours a night. I was literally, I had to drive. I was driving about 40 minutes to work and about an hour and 15 minutes home. But I was so exhausted from being a first time mom and trying to work that schedule that I was like, I had to pull over on the side of the road because I was falling asleep. I couldn't stay awake because I was so like physically and mentally exhausted. And I don't know, you know, obviously being a first time mom, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep a human alive, which is, <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> hard. Like, I'm like, how do I keep this person alive? Just feed them, right? <laughs> exactly. And then trying to be that good employee. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was adding enough value to that organization. And I just felt like I couldn't, I, I was always slipping in some other area. Either I wasn't being a fully present mom or like I wasn't good enough for my boss. And I remember my bo I was I, I was breastfeeding, so I used to have to go in this room. And I remember my boss saying, why don't you do some work while you breast, while you pump? And I remember thinking, okay, I'll do it. But now that I think about it, I'm like, that cannot be legal. <laughs> that's not legal. Actually, that's not legal. Like your boss, your ex boss, like, like he, he needs to like check labor laws because I'm pretty sure that's not I know, legal. I was just, I wanted to, I wanted to make them proud of me. I wanted to be, I was so driven you to. You wanted to please them. I do. I had a problem with my value of myself was based on what other people thought of me. And that's because that's how I grew up. Like I grew up thinking like when someone thinks I do a good job, then I'm a good person. Right. And so I just found myself. And you know what? Honestly, um, I was completely against network marketing, <laughs> but it found me at the right time where I was open to actually learning more about how the business is structured and the business model. And so I actually that's how I kind of got into it. Um, I stayed with my company for another nine months, and then I um, decided to be a full-time mom while building um, my first network marketing business. That's fantastic. So what were some of the mental blockages that you need you had to let, let go to make this work? Oh. Uh, one of the hardest things I had to learn was, and this is because of my view, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I used to view stay-at-home moms as unmotivated, lazy, um, until I became one. <laughs> well, but you know that, that's usually the thought or the thinking or the stereotype because what we were programmed with back in when we were growing up, you know, like back in the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, women, it, they, it was expected that, yeah, you can like go and learn and have an education. But at the end of the day, you're not going to work. You, you're going to stay at home, be a mom. And, and that took a toll on me mentally. That was a big mental, like I had to remember that I add a, value, a lot of value to my family 
and to my friends and my team with just because I'm not no longer in my accounting career doesn't mean I'm not valuable as a person. Um, and I give a huge shout out to like being a stay at home mom does not fulfill me. So anybody who's a stay at home mom, I like bow down to you because you're, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing uh, human. And it's a, it's a, it's not hard physically. It's more hard on the mental, I think mental aspect because um, yeah. you're with your kids day in and day out all day long. And sometimes you just need like adult interaction, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like, can I speak to an adult? <laughs> um, but I love what I do now. Like, I love that I'm able to have that flexibility um, to create my own. And now I'm more passionate about telling people like, hey, if you want to do something that you love, there's a way to monetize it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take time, but you can totally do it. That's fantastic. So tell us, well, what are those like three top tips that you will give our audience today and tell them like, listen, I did this or did some top three things that I do to rock my network marketing business. Okay. Um, I think the biggest, <laughs> I won't pick it into your brain because you know, you're still at home. You have two, you have two kids, right? I do. But one's in school, one's in preschool right now. And the other one, don't judge me, it's on her iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surprised it's lasted this long. I'm surprised she hasn't come up. She's in this attention space, uh, uh, attention phase uh -huh. right now. Um, the, okay, so network marketing literally changed my life. I went from somebody playing the victim, always blaming other people and my external circumstances for how things have happened to me. Um, and network marketing really forced me into personal development and helped me learn more about what I can do not just for myself and how do I can be a better person for my family and friends, but also what I can do for other people. How can I use my story to help and serve other people? And that is what brings me the most joy. Um, my biggest three advice, if you're going to think about growing into a network marketing business is be um, growing a network marketing business or getting into a network marketing business might have three different things. But if you're already in a network marketing business, I would definitely recommend consistency is my biggest one. You don't have to do a lot, but you have to do a little bit each day. And that will have a snowball effect over time. And so that's why it's really, um, I don't like to use the word easy, but simple to layer into a busy schedule. Um, the other thing would be create routines and structure so that you're able to, that, to do that. So I work my business the same time every single day. I post on social media every, the same time every single day. I feed my kids the same time every single day. <laughs> they go to bed the same time every day. Um, I ha it took me over, it took me about a year to find that routine, and then my routine just recently changed because now my son went from going to school in the afternoon to now going to school in the morning, and so now I'm trying to work that routine today, and that's why I was trying to figure out the best way to even do the podcast, you know, with you. Uh -huh. So I was like, what's the best way that I can give her my undivided attention, right? And that's why I was like, oh, it kind of works out now that we've waited this long because if not, then. I would have had both kids going at me. <laughs> so um, consistency, creating routines and structure in your day and plan planning, you know, that's kind of like the two together. And then I think the other one is patience. Um, I went into network marketing with no skills. I was so bad at sales that I was in a sales job position once and they wanted to fire me, but I was so scared of having fired on my resume that I asked them if I could quit which was dumb because then I could, could have collected unemployment probably, but, you know, but I didn't want to, you know, if someone said, why did you leave? I could, I was really good at making a reason that sounded positive. Um, 
versus saying, hey, I got fired. I got let go. So I was so bad at sales that I actually was going to get fired. So I came into network marketing with already like, I can't sell. I'm like, but I just was, I had so much hope into creating something that I was able to have that more flexibility with my, my schedule. And now that it's evolved, now it's evolved into my brand where I help overwhelmed moms, not just from the network marketing aspects, but I actually help them from a personal aspect. Like I helped overwhelmed moms really implement boundaries and really drop that guilt so that they can show up better as themselves and really feel good about what they do, feel good in their shoes. Like, hey, just because I give my kid Nutella for breakfast doesn't mean I'm a bad mom, right? Like we all do things differently, right? Just because I'm using an iPad to get, you know, people might say something about that, but you know what? I'm still a good mom and my kids know that I love them. And that's what I want moms to realize too. I love it. I love everything about what you do, what you are about and what you represent. And um, I'm telling people like she, she has big things coming up. And for this year, so we, if you have not connected with Natasha Lau yet, just make sure that you go to Facebook and connect with her. And she had something for you today. She has a big gift for you today. <laughs> and you can get it. The link is in the description of this podcast. And uh, I'm just going to show it up for you in the screen. So go to smart.bio slash Natasha underscore Lau underscore and grab her freebie. She has a tons, tons of uh, information for you as well. So when you subscribe, you also get um, more information sent to you and you guys, you're going to love it. You are going to love it. So any final words to the audience before we leave today? Um, I just want to say that like, you know, we all go through the time where we're having self-doubt or we're feeling really bad about ourselves. And I think one of the things that really helped to me is I started to focus on all the things that I've done good for myself. And so I want you to really think about that as well. I want you to think about all the things that you have overcame or how amazing you are, because you wouldn't be here if you didn't have an amazing story or amazing value to add to this world. You wouldn't be here. And I just want you to know that you know, like we all have value to give. We all are valuable in our lives. And I think more women need to realize that. I agree with you. I'm I'm hundred percent everything everything that you said. <laughs> well, thank you, Natasha, for being here. Thank, thank you. you so much for your time. Uh, for you guys, if you have not, if you have not, grab my book. Don't less creating your blueprint for success. Don't forget to uh, go to Amazon and search for Don't less creating your blueprint for success or search for my name, Dagmar Torres. You'll find me there. Uh, you can grab my freebie at dauntlessbook.com slash promo. Don't forget to follow the podcast here in Facebook. Remember, we go live Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time in Facebook and YouTube at the same time. You also can uh, get the um, audible version of the podcast. It's a little bit behind schedule, but I'm I'm getting into it. Just just you know, <laughs> be patient. 
I'm getting there. Uh, and uh, that will also, you know, distribute to another platforms. Um, so we also in Spotify. So if you already have an account in Spotify, you can find us there. And uh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. This is Sex Strategies. So there you are. In the meantime, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Until the next time, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.